Hey, Gab, what episode's this week? Hoax. Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Hey Steven from Fearless, Taylor's version. And today, we are discussing the song Hoax from Folklore. Hoax is the 16th track on Folklore. Folklore was released on July 24th, 2020, and this song was co-written by Aaron Dessner. Hoax has yet to be played live. But it was part of the Long Pond Studio Session documentary, which we love. Yes. So many good tidbits in that documentary. Lots of nuggets of knowledge. Oh, just so much Taylor knowledge from that documentary. So good. So at least we got to see it played that way. Yes. Really, really cool performance. Devin. Yes. What do you think about Hoax? This song is hauntingly beautiful. Ooh, yeah. Mm, Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tis the Season. Spooky 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 season. season, hauntingly beautiful. We just did Haunted. Yes. (laughs) When this ended up being the last song on the album, and when we got to it, I was just like, um, okay, this is the closer. Okay, this is the closer of this album. That's interesting. I didn't think that she was going to do something like this Mm -hmm. for a closing song. That's why I personally think that The Lakes is the actual closing song to this Mm -hmm. album. And people can have discourse over that as they will in the comments. But for me, The Lakes feels like a much stronger pin Mm -hmm. for the album. It does make sense, though, that she would choose this to be her final track for the studio recording because this album came out of a time of depression Mm. and sadness and the world was in a very, very dark place. Yeah. And this song kind of mirrors that. For me, at least when I listen to it, it it gives me imagery of a lot of very depressed things. Standing on a cliffside, screaming, give me a reason. Yeah. You know? No, No other shade of blue would do but you. Yeah. The piano on this track is stunning. So what what's going on is that there are these descending triplets mm-hmm. in the piano line. Which kind of gives the, like this feeling of falling. Oh. And it's descending. They're, they never ascend. It's just constantly like a trickle down. Like it's just like pulling you further and yeah. further down into, into her story. It contrasts really well with Taylor's drone, for lack of a better word. And I don't mean that in any bad way. <laughs> yeah. It's just that it's this constant pressure that she's putting on and she stays in the same kind of rhythm with her voice and it kind of just is this continuous while you have this I'm not doing a great impression of it but when you listen to it the juxtaposition of the two it really makes it really interesting to the ear mm-hmm. and and it gives it this very dissonant and kind of edgy like you feel kind of on edge when you listen to it a little bit yeah. feeling yeah i feel like the singer 
is depressed. Mm. And we hear that in Taylor's voice, I think, on this track. Mm. Your faithless love is the only hoax I believe in. I mean, that is just such a horribly sad line. Yeah, it is. (laughs) To be with a person in a faithless relationship, and you are in this constant state of being low and depressed but you stay because you love this person Mm. and there is no other shade of blue. You would not do anything else Mm. for anybody else. You would be sad all the time with this person. And that's like, okay, wow. That's heavy stuff. stuff, (laughs) You know, I just think it's, it's really, really sad. And then you get these spooky strings that come in, in the second verse. Mm. There are these really dissonant, like crazy strings that give you this like discomfort. It it is Mm -hmm. a spooky song Mm. a little bit. Then the outro just leaves you feeling really, really unsettled. Mm-hmm. And even even though it, it kind of ends harmonically at the end, but uh, it, it still is just like, very, I feel very unsettled when I listen to this song. <laughs> like, I don't really like listening to this song because of that. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's bad. I, I think it's beautiful. And it brings me back to a point in the pandemic where I felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So how about you? What do you think about it? So <laughs> this song is really sad. <laughs> like it's a sad song. And I remember when I first heard it as the album closer for folklore, I was devastated yeah. <laughs> and pretty convinced that Taylor and Joe had broken up. Oh. Like I was like so upset because that's what I thought like the story of the song was sure initially and the ending was so much darker than how Taylor usually closes her albums Mm -hmm. you know because we were used to like most recent like being daylight Mm -hmm. as the album closer and clean begin Mm -hmm. again like the album closers long live yeah are generally kind of like they put a pin on it but they're also like hopeful or they look toward the future Uh or they tell some kind of lesson and this just felt really different and it ended the album that kind of was this glimmer of hope for us during the pandemic like it was like the only good thing that was happening at that time for a lot of us on such a sad note and i felt like that the only possibility was that she and joe broken up and that that was the case and i was so upset she did tell us that they were fictional and stories about people when she released it. Like, that was the Some of them, note. not all of them. Yeah. So, you know, we knew that, but, like, obviously as fans, we pick little pieces and mm-hmm. lines and we picked up on things, you know? Yeah. So, like, when I first heard, like, what you did was just as dark as when they pulled me apart, mm-hmm. I was like, what did he do? Yeah, right. You know? But... I have since come to other conclusions and learned more information. Mm. So luckily, though, that was not the case. Though the song might have some personal elements to it, you know, you have, we have to remember a lot of folklore was fictionalized. Also, Taylor and Joe are very much still together. Yes. Um, we've seen them most recently in Ireland together. Ireland. So, yes. <laughs> as a song, I really like Hoax. I just don't like it as the final track of this album. And okay. I was laughing at what you were saying earlier because I also considered the lakes to be the true ending of folklore. Hmm. And I like that it sends it off. And it's so interesting because we got the lakes, what was it, a week after or two weeks after? Mm-hmm. When we got the lakes, we're like, oh, I'm setting off, but not without my muse. We're like, oh, okay, they're okay. That wasn't until then that yeah. I was like, oh, they're okay. So thank goodness for the lakes. Thank goodness. And I'm glad that that's my ending 
to folklore. (laughs) But outside of the context of the album, I think hoax is very haunting and beautiful, Mm -hmm. which I think are the words you also Mm -hmm. use to describe it. I also love the piano line. I didn't really understand it the way you did, which is really cool, like how you broke it down. And like, I think it's just so pretty Mm -hmm. and how clear the piano is. Um, I like the harmonies and the chorus where it's like her voice is kind of layered. And then I think Taylor's voice in this song is just like, super personal Mm. and close Mm -hmm. like it's like right there with us it's almost as if she's like whispering this song Mm. to us like it's right there Mm -hmm. i think my favorite part of the song is the bridge and it also feels like the most personal part of the song for taylor and i always really like that you can hear the hurt in her voice during that part and i think it's just like really really well done yeah so i like this song it's just you know it is sad yeah and i think that it takes the kind of more hopefulness of peace and it goes like a step even further if that makes sense like i think it's a similar idea similar type of relationship like no other shade of blue but you Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like like would it be enough if i could never give you peace like can we be together will i be enough yeah you know like will the sadness be enough kind of is what this one is so yeah and i also think ultimately i am glad that she made this the ending to the album to like just give us a different vibe even though it's not the one i was looking for sure i think it's cool and i respect Taylor's choice to do that but I definitely like Evermore as an ending if you think of them both as like sister Mm, albums mm -hmm. I like Evermore being that like hopeful come up at the end of this whole time and then those two uh, extra bonus songs do feel like extra bonus songs yes kind of like 1989 as with the lakes feels like the end yeah it's very interesting yeah and I think it does make sense given the time in the pandemic it was yeah Devin do you relate to this song I can't really relate. That doesn't mean that I don't think it's beautiful and wonderful. I take pride in myself for removing myself from toxic situations Mm -hmm. and toxic friendships. And I know that if someone tore me apart or was faithless in their friendship or relationship, that I would not tolerate that. And (laughs) just tolerate it. Good good reference. I don't need that in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't need that toxicity. And I know it's easier said than done, but for me, I've really learned to take myself first. Mm -hmm. And there have been plenty of people in my life who have been toxic Mm -hmm. and not good friends and were not worth the energy I was putting into them because Mm -hmm. they would never give it back. Yeah. And that kind of resonates with me in in this song. Mm -hmm. But what I feel from the singer is that this person did stay Mm. in it currently. Oh, interesting. Like, and that she's making up reasons to stay and Mm. like has like, she's fibbing herself. That line of your faithless love is the only hoax I believe in, like, that line just sticks with me, like, and has stuck with me. Yeah, it's really dark. Even though I seem to not be able to remember it. <laughs> when yeah, I just keep really saying it. <laughs> I would leave. I would move on. I would mm. try and pick Sometimes myself it's up. Easier said than done, no, of course. Though, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. How about you? Do you relate? So this song also reads as a betrayal to me and a betrayal from someone in, like, The inner circle or someone like super close to Mm. you. And I have never been betrayed at this level. So I don't relate to this song in that way. But I really relate to the lyric, you knew the password so I let you in the door. Mm. About trusting someone who gave you every reason to trust them, but then ended up being the person who hurt you the most Mm. because they best knew how to hurt you from knowing you so well. 
Right. I totally relate to that mm. feeling. I think that's part of why I like love that bridge so much. Like yeah. I let you in, you gave me every reason to let me let you in. And then because of that and how well you knew me, you knew how to hurt me more than anyone. Right. Like, like I feel that. Like Peter Pettigrew to Lillian James. Exactly like Peter Pettigrew to Lillian James. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> You know, we're going to have some first-time readers there. We're not going to tell you what that's from if you no, don't you have know. No, yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. But, but yeah, if you know, you know. It's exactly like that. Some of the worst betrayals in life come from those who you trust the mm-hmm. most. Et tu, Brute. Yeah. And so I love that. Exactly. I love that. Spoiler alert. Julius also a spoiler alert. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, guys. Just so many... So many spoilers. <laughs> I like that line, and I can relate to that line, but luckily I have not ever been betrayed on this level in this way. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Sad. Well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. When talking to Vulture, Aaron Dessner talked about hoax. He said, This is a big departure. I think she said to me, don't try to give it any other space other than what feels natural to you. If you leave me in a room with a piano, I might play something like this. I take a lot of comfort in this. I think I imagined her playing this and singing it. After writing all these songs, this one felt the most emotional and in a way, the rawest. Hmm. It is one of my favorites. There's sadness, but it's a kind of hopeful sadness. Hmm. It's a recognition that you take on the burden of your partners, your loved ones, and their ups and downs. That's both peace and hoax to me. Hmm. That's part of how I feel about those songs because I think that's life. There's a reality... The gravity or an understanding of the human condition. It's interesting because that's not really how I see the song. I do get peace vibes from it, like the same idea, but it feels a lot darker. It doesn't feel like a hopeful sadness to me. No, no, no. It feels like a sad sadness. I feel like hoax and peace should have been swapped. Oh, like you wanted the the hopeful at the end. Yeah. I think that's why I like peace so much more because you know me, I'm a hope gal. Yep. But I like what he's saying about like that idea you take on your loved one's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like that idea too of like say your partner's going through something really hard and you're like there along with them. Yeah. I just don't really see the hopeful part of hoax even though he says it's there. To me given that this seems like a song Aaron really takes like ownership over mm-hmm. you know like he might have helped write some of the lyrics too I'm mm-hmm. not sure it feels very similar to Renegade mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting if these were thoughts that were already going on with him and then he and Taylor are collaborating and he kind of has these different ideas with her and they're also working on Renegade the ideas are very similar. Yeah. And I believe Aaron talked in some interview maybe even in long pond about how he has suffered with depression before Mm -hmm. and so i do feel that vibe of you know some your partner going through something really dark and really challenging like depression or something similar and what that's like for the partnership as a whole and getting through it yeah you know no other shade of blue but you like i will be there through your shades of blue Yeah, yeah yeah so that's kind of how i see that also it's really cool that you mentioned the strings earlier oh because the violinist from bon Iver, rob moose actually arranged and recorded the strings on hoax well there you go yeah and he also played on exile and the last great american dynasty oh cool so i thought that was really cool because i you know my ear isn't as good as yours so i didn't know there were strings on this song mm. And you picked up on them, and I'm like, I have something about that in Gossip. (laughs) (laughs) On the Long Pond Sessions, Taylor talked about how she loved the word hoax and Mm. how it looks and sounds, and she also likes it because it has an X in it. Right. 
So I think it's interesting, you know, Taylor is a wordsmith and she loves words and writes down words she likes and thinks about Mm. ways to put them into songs. And I think it's interesting thinking about Taylor liking words with X's and being like, how can I put a word with an X like hoax into a song? Right. And so I just like that. It shows kind of like Taylor's like nerdy, really into words side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cute. In the Long Pond Sessions, Taylor said she felt hoax embodied Everything the album was thematically. Hmm. Confessions, incorporating nature, emotional volatility and ambiguity at the same time, the sort of love that isn't just easy, and it's the most symbolic, poetic thing, listing all the things that this person is to you. Hmm. She went on to talk about how she had asked Aaron for advice on the song, because for her, there were many different people and things that inspired the song, and she doesn't usually write a song about multiple things, Mm. as we know. She had said she had this moment of doubt about writing the song in that way, and that Aaron pushed her forward to try it, despite the fact that it made her uncomfortable to Hmm. write a song about multiple ideas. Taylor said, what if not all these feelings are about the same person? What if I'm writing about several very fractured situations? Like one is about love and one is about a business thing that really hurt. And one is about a relationship that I considered to be family, but that really hurt. Mm. She referenced the line, it still hurts underneath my scars from when they pulled me apart and said that line. Anyone in my life knows what I'm singing about there. Yeah. But everybody has that situation in their life that it's like you let someone in and they get to know you and they know exactly what buttons to push to hurt you the most. That thing where the scar healed over, but it's still painful. They still have a phantom pain, Mm. which I think is super relatable, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are like certain things in, you know, my life where it's like, it's not like this like huge major betrayal you feel all the time, but the scar heals over, but then there are still little buttons that can be pushed that bring up those feelings, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, I know. Current events. Current events. In the documentary, Taylor also said, I think the part that sounds like love to me is don't want no other shade of blue but you. No other sadness in the world could do. To me, that sounds like what love really is. Who would you be sad with and who would you deal with when they were sad? Like gray skies every day for months. Would you still stay? So there she's agreeing with what Aaron said about the song, at least the blue part. Mm -hmm. And reading between the lines of everything that Taylor said in the Long Pond Studio Sessions, I do think that the blue lines refer to Joe and their relationship and the hard times that probably both of them have gone through. But we definitely know Taylor went through during the early stages of their relationship. Sure, yeah. You know, Taylor was dealing with the fallout of the Taylor Swift is over party and basically in hiding while this relationship is developing. And I can imagine she was very down and in dark places. Mm. And so though she's the one singing it and it might feel like she's talking about Joe, don't want no other blue but you. I feel like it could also be where she says, gray skies every day for months. Would you still stay? Mm. Like, I just feel like it could also be her saying, like, you know, Joe stayed. And that's, it obviously makes me think of the archer. You could stay. Right. That's kind of how I take it. I feel mm. like that was a really dark, tough time for her. It could be that Joe also went through hard times. Obviously, everybody does at different times. But I saw it as, like, her kind of take on that sadness, but that they were, he was there for her and they were sad together and got through it. It is actually the singer stating that they love their shade of blue no matter what, when they're sad, when they're not sad, any day of the week or whatever. And and so it's being there for the other person that this person's singing about. Yeah, and it could it's not that they're causing them to be blue. It's something external external that's causing them to be blue. That isn't causing the singer to be upset. Well or I guess that like they could could be upset, but that 
that the singer wants to stay because it actually isn't toxic. Yeah. It, it is it is a relationship that they are working for. Yes. And so I think that that's what Taylor was going for when I was listening to it. Well, I think, though, because it's about multiple Multiple people. things. So it's not all about one. If you see it all as one. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't seem like a good relationship. Like yeah. what you did is just as dark. Yeah. That's not a good relationship. No, no, no. But I think the lines, because it's about different ideas. Right. Okay. That okay. section separate is like, you know, I don't want any other shade of blue but you. Like no other sadness in the world could do. Like if I'm going to be sad with someone, I want it to yeah, be only, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't have known that without watching right. Long Pond Sessions. Right. You know, but you can take those songs however you want to take the song. Once the art goes out in the world, it's sure. yours to interpret. Sure. That's so what really I cool. think, yeah. For those who are newer Swifties and weren't around um, in 2016 with the Taylor Swift is over party, the line, it still hurts underneath my scars from when they pulled me apart, refers to that time in her life and the fallout that ensued and Taylor going into hiding for a year. And it was, you know, obviously an extremely dark time in yeah. her life. And I just always think about Miss America. And she's like, do you know how many thousands of people need to be tweeting that they hate you for it to trend worldwide? Yeah. And like, that's dark. Yeah. And like the scars from when they pulled me apart, like the way she words things is amazing. I love those lyrics. Yeah. So we have Taylor saying parts about love, parts about business and parts about someone who was like family to her Mm -hmm. and hurt her. So I think the business part of the song that Taylor mentions is the loss of her masters. Because obviously that was the biggest thing going on Mm -hmm. in her life business wise. And we know My Tears Ricochet is about that. Right. I think that's referenced in the lines, my windless fight. As well as, my best laid plan, your sleight of hand, my barren land, I am ash from your fire. Mm. And I also think the line, my kingdom come undone. So some people felt that the line, my kingdom come undone, could be a reference to king of my heart as well. Which was like, when we thought she was alluding to a breakup with Joe. But seeing as they're still together, I think that my kingdom come undone is more likely about Taylor losing her masters. Mm. Her kingdom, all everything she built up. Yep. Completely falling apart. It's not hers anymore. Yeah. My winless fight. She didn't win the fight. She didn't get her masters. Best laid plan. Like she's, you know, made this plan, this partnership with Big Machine Records, your sleight of hand. Like yeah. Taylor was never given the ability to buy her masters outright. Right. She was only given the ability to earn one back by giving another new album. Right. And then like my barren land, I'm Ash from Your Fire. Barren, she has no more of her albums. She doesn't have her masters. I do think that that's a lot of the toxic part of this song yeah. has to do with business stuff. Okay. And then finally, the relationship that Taylor considered family but really hurt her, to me, I think could be either Carly Kloss or Scott Borchetta specifically. So Mm. not just the loss of her master's situation, but the fact that her former manager was the one who led to this deception. Right. Both were obviously very, very close and in her inner circles and both hurt her deeply. Yeah. You know, obviously it could point to someone or something else in her life because we don't know all the inner workings. Yeah. But from what we do know, that is kind of what it seems like to me. And so that idea, your faithless love's the only hoax I believe in, I think is about whoever this person was who was really in her inner circle. Who mm. her. And I think it's about Carly. Interesting. Um, because it's weird that they were so close that Carly basically had a room in her apartment. Right, right. And then suddenly they weren't friends, not at each other's weddings. Like, that's that's pretty drastic, whatever happened. Felt like a betrayal. And For sure. Perez Hilton has, you know, claimed, and obviously we take this with a grain of salt, but that Carly, you know, was telling Scooter different things about Taylor's 
career, different moves she was making. And that's a betrayal because he's the one who ended up buying her masters yep. outright. And yeah, I think there's a lot of complicated emotions in this song. I don't actually think it's really about Joe at all. I mean, and some of it also might be fictionalized, but like, right. you know, we take what she says in the long pond and she says yeah. that she was inspired by different things in her life. Yeah. So wow. those are, yeah, that, those are kind of what I read between the lines of. And then um, just, you know, because we like to do this, the definition of hoax is a humorous or malicious deception. Mm. And I just think that if Carly was going behind her back to Scooter or, you know, even everything that Scott did falls into malicious deception and humorous in the sense that like this person who I let in and was so close with that they would do this to me. Yeah. It's kind of like irony or what. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So is that different than kind of how you felt? Oh yeah. The song? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you think about it as one story, it paints the picture of a very difficult and toxic thing. Yeah, totally. And and then the lines that are a little bit more hopeful, if you will, mm-hmm. kind of make it seem like like this person is, like I said, staying for for why? Like why yeah. are you staying? Yeah. Now that we know that it's multiple things, I don't know how that makes me feel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me like the song any more or less. Mm. Maybe I'll listen to it again and and see if it like totally changes my viewpoint about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it changes a lot for me. I mean, I knew this after we watched The Long Pond the first time when it like first came out, and it changed a lot for me in that way. I and also I think when the the lakes was released before that, when I was like, oh, thank God, her and Joe are still together. Yeah, knowing that like. Like, whoever hurt her isn't still in her life. That's how I took it. Mm. But it still is a really upsetting, sad song. Like, especially, like, we haven't talked enough about the line, like, stood on a cliffside saying, give me a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know how dark some days got with Taylor. Like, yeah. that was a really rough time. And, like, for me as a Swifty, if it was a really rough time to, like, be a Taylor Swift fan, imagine being Taylor Swift at that sure. time. Like, it had to be so incredibly hard like because people were saying like snake taylor swift is over like can you imagine i can't imagine that i mean that's horrifying yeah in the world of where your image is everything yeah 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 i think it makes me like this song even more Mm. what is your favorite line in hoax i chose but what you did was just as dark Darling, this was just as hard as when they pulled me apart. Mm. That whole that whole line. Yeah. That kind of really cemented for me that this was about depression and mm. a toxic thing. Mm-hmm. That line is just it's tough. Like mm-hmm. it's it's sad and, and scary and it makes you feel just so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and again, I'm gonna have to listen to it again because that's the only thing that doesn't make me think that it's a hopeful song because I feel so uncomfortable listening to it. It doesn't feel hopeful to me either. Yeah. So I have to really, like, keep listening to it. And I listened to it quite a lot yeah. for research for this. Yeah. And I never got hopeful <laughs> from it. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. And I do also think that that line that you pinpointed, that favorite line, is, like, the to- like a toxic relationship is the darkest part. Whoever hurt her that bad, like, that person shouldn't no. be allowed to do that, you no. know? Yeah. How about you? What is your favorite line? So my favorite line is... 
from the same idea, but earlier, where you knew it still hurts underneath my scars mm. from when they pulled me apart. Mm-hmm. I love the bridge. And I loved, like, yeah. hearing that song for the first time, being like, oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Give me a reason. Whoa. And then, like, that the way the bridge moves and then, like, it, you know, it still hurts underneath my scars from when they pulled me apart. Like, instantly. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, yeah. that's such an amazing way to say that. But, like, I, we know. We get it. Yeah. It just, I think it's really well written. Yeah. Yeah. And this song is... Amazing. So from 1 to 10, Kingdoms Come Undone, what rating would you give Hoax? So I'm torn because I'm trying to think of listenability Mm -hmm. for myself Mm -hmm. versus really respecting and seeing the song for what it is. So those are two kind of like separate ideas for me with this song, especially because I really don't like listening to it, Mm. but it's really, really, really good. Interesting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it like, does make sense. There's, I, there's a lot of music like that for me. Where, yeah. Like, I totally respect it, and it's really, really good, but I just don't listen to it. Yeah, I get that. So I'm going to give it a seven mm-hmm. because of that, like, juxtaposition. I feel um, like that is the score that makes sense. Yeah. What do you think? One to ten kingdoms come undone. What would you give it? So I also am going to give it a seven. Okay. For similar but different reasons. Okay. So I love the writing of this song. And I really like this song. I listen to it more than you. Like, I like to listen to it more than you, but it's just also very dark. And so I don't always turn to it. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, it's not going to be in my top because of that's how I feel. Sure. So, and then, like, versus a song like Peace, which is kind of, I guess, a sister song to this one, based on what Aaron said, because of the hope in it, that song's way higher up. For sure. So if I'm going to listen to, like, a kind of sad song from this album, I would turn to that one first. Mm-hmm. But I really like Hoax, and I really like how it sounds in the lyrics. Mm. So mm-hmm. For sure. And I also think if it wasn't the album closer and I didn't have that initial, like, sadness panic, especially <laughs> in July of yeah. 2020, I reaction. also might have felt differently about it, you yeah. know? If it was, like somewhere in the middle like tolerate it was say tolerate it was the closing song i would feel mm, way differently for sure you know for sure. yeah so that affected it too so i'm also giving it a seven okay wow, wow. okay wow we haven't rated yeah. the same in a while in a while yeah. yeah listen along with us you can check us out on instagram at tay to z podcast and give us all your thoughts what rating would you give hopes mm. do you love this song mm. Do you not love this song? Mm. Did you know some of the things we said in Gossip Gab? Are those new to you? Mm. Let us know. We want to hear it all. So check us out on Instagram. Also, be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And if you get a moment, please leave us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering (gasps) Holy Ground from Red, almost Taylor's version. Almost. Almost. I know it's coming right before, but almost Taylor's uh, version. Man. Yeah. So good. good. Spoiler. We like that song. Spoiler. Another one. (laughs) Come hang with us. I'm Beth. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay the Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.